0: So that's good that he just put up on there prayer part one. So what that tell you? This is going to be a series, right? <laughs> so I have a subtitle with my title prayer this morning. Do believers really understand the importance and the power of prayer? I can't answer that for you, but I truly believe that if we. You know how many. People in the United States of America, 300 and some million, correct? wonder how many profess to be Christians. I don't know the numbers. I didn't look up the statistics. But I truly believe that if the church, the entire church, all that believe in Jesus Christ, I believe if we really understood the importance and the power of prayer, what we just sang would be happening. How do we touch heaven? Prayer. All right. Got a good audience here this morning. By prayer. That's how we touch heaven. Touching heaven, changing earth. I believe if we truly understood the power of prayer, we would be changing earth. So that's going to be the theme, and I don't know how long this will go on, but it'll go on. Let's go ahead and read the, the word of the Lord, then we'll pray. First, we're turning to Psalms. There's a lot in the middle of this that may be not connected, but I just wanted to read the whole thing. Psalms 55, 1 through 19. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from my supplication. Attend to me and hear me. Hear me, David's saying. Hear me. My friends, God will hear us when we pray. We can say, Lord, give ear to my prayer. Hear me. I am restless in my complaint, and moan noisily, because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they bring down trouble upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is severely pained within me, and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. So I said, "Oh, that I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and be at rest." Indeed, I would wander far off and remain in the wilderness. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. tempest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go around on its walls. Iniquity and trouble are also in the midst of it. Destruction is in its midst. Oppression and deceit do not depart from its streets. For it is not an enemy who reproaches me. Then I could bear it. Nor is it one who hates me or who has exalted himself against me. Then I could hide from him. But it was you, a man my equal, my companion and my acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked to the house of God in the throng. Let death seize them. Let them go down alive into hell, for wickedness is in their dwelling and among them. As for me... I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon I will pray and cry aloud, and He shall hear my voice. He has redeemed my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many against me. God will hear and afflict them, even he who abides from of old. May God add His blessings to the hearing and the reading of His holy word. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we do give You praise and glory and honor. And Father, we thank You that we can trust that You will hear our prayers. Father, You will hear the prayer of repentance. You will hear the prayer for help. Father, You will hear the prayer for strength when we are weak. I just give You praise, Father, that we can know that You are there, that You are alive and that You are well, and that You are all-powerful. Father, we call on You today to hear our prayer for understanding, Father. May You... May Your words be spoken, may Your name be lifted on high, may You be glorified, Father. And Lord, may some come to the saving knowledge of Your Son, Jesus Christ, through the words that are spoken here today. For Your glory, and in Jesus' name, Amen. In evening, and morning, and at noon, David says, I will pray. Am I stepping on my own toes? I don't practice that as often as I should. I know that we can be in an attitude of prayer always. We can be praying while we're working, while we're doing whatever we're doing. But to pray earnestly often is what we need to do. You know, there are many different types of prayer that we as believers can pray. But I believe that we need to understand prayer. Understand the importance of prayer. We were discussing recently about topics that really seem to interest people today. And one topic that seems to be of great interest is spiritual warfare. The spiritual battle that takes place all around us every day. It's happening. It's real. But you know, many people deny that it's real. That there is a spiritual battle going on. And sadly, many believers seem to be oblivious to it, but I believe that many believers just intentionally are oblivious to it. They choose to ignore it. Why? Because they don't understand it. They don't understand it. They can't see it. There are so many unknowns. There's a lot lot of confusion there in the spiritual realm. But there doesn't need to be. We need to understand. So speaking of the spiritual battles that go on every day, if anyone attempts to take part in that spiritual battle, to say, well, I'm going to be involved in that, they better be prayed up. You better be prayed up. You better know the Word of God if you want to participate in the spiritual battle that's going on every single day. Because if not, the enemy will crush you and eat you for lunch. You know, in the scripture, I didn't look it up, but it tells of a man who was trying to cast out demons who did not know Jesus Christ, had not repented of his sins, and believed on the Lord. He was trying to cast out this demon, and the demon speaks up and says, Paul, I know. I believe Peter, I know. But who are you? He pounced on the man and beat the tar out of him, and he went away. You better be prayed up if you want to be involved in a spiritual battle. My friends, we are to be involved in it. Quit denying it if you deny it. We are to be involved in it. We are to be involved in a spiritual battle, but we need to be involved in prayer. Because touching heaven, right? Touching heaven. There's a scripture that reveals the reason that we are to be involved in it. Now, it doesn't plainly state it, But it's in there, and I'll explain why or how. We're going to go all the way back to the beginning. Genesis, chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. Then God said, Let us make man in our image. Meaning, the Son was with him then. Our, it's plural. Make man in our image, according to our likeness. So we are made in the image of God, in the likeness of God, friends. And He says, let them, He's speaking of man, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. There's one very important creature that creeps on the earth, that God subjected him to creep on the earth. Who is it? Satan. So what does this tell us? Have dominion over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him. Male and female, He created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. Again He's saying, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves in the earth. My friends, dominion means to have power over To have authority over. God created the heavens and the earth, placed man there, gave us dominion, gave us power over, gave us authority over. It also means jurisdiction. You know, a police officer, if a state police officer, his jurisdiction is in the state that he serves. A Maryland police officer does not have jurisdiction in West Virginia. If it's on a county level, share. They only have jurisdiction in their county. My friends, God has given us dominion over the earth. So what's our jurisdiction? The earth. The earth. We have control over it, we have sway over it, we have authority over the earth. God has given it to us. God has, the God that created all things. The one who has the authority to give authority has given it to mankind. So, you see why we need to be involved in it? Do you see why? I'm glad you played that song, Touching Heaven. You see why we need to touch heaven every day? God needs people that He can count on to be faithful, to pray to Him. He needs faithful and wise stewards over His creation, to trust His creation too. I don't know why, but God established it in a way that we need. He needs us to call on Him. Now you may not like the the way I said that. He needs us to call on Him because He has given us dominion. So think about this. There may be times He's not doing anything. Why? Because we're not calling on Him. We're the ones that have dominion over it. So we need to call on Him and His powers to change things. Thank you for your help here. We need it. We, he needs, to call, needs us to call on Him. So we need to quit lacking and start doing, start praying. That's why prayer is so important. Prayer is the way in which we connect with God. It's the way in which we seek His guidance. It's the way in which we... Have dominion over the earth. Prayer, my friends, is sharing our feelings. It's sharing our thoughts with God's, It's sharing our deepest concern. It's sharing our fears with Him. It's giving Him our thanks. It's giving Him our adoration. And it's how we get involved in a spiritual battle. It is the way we communicate. My friends, people communicate every day. You communicate with people every day, do you not? You talk to people. Some people are so afraid to pray. My friends, do you communicate with others? Prayer is communicating with God. We call it prayer because we are communicating with a divinity. We're communicating with God. Is why we call it prayer. Now, we don't call it prayer. I don't call it prayer when I communicate with my wife. I just call it communicating. But when we communicate with God, it's called prayer. So don't be intimidated by prayer, just communicate with God. Be truthful, be honest, be open with Him. You know, when we communicate with people, let's say you pick up your phone and you call someone. When they answer on the other end, what are you going to do? You're communicating why you called them, what you need to, do, need to know or what you want to share with them, and hopefully you're going to listen to their responses. I know that's a problem for a lot of people. We don't listen. All we want to do is tell everybody what we want to say, but we don't listen to what they have to say. Well, it's the same way with God. Oftentimes all we're doing is sharing our wants and our needs and all this. Be with little Bobby and little Susie and watch me here and watch me there, but we're not listening to what God might be saying to us, right? Communication is a two-way line. So make sure we keep that two-way line open when we're praying. The Bible is full of so many examples of prayers that are offered up to God for different reasons and circumstances. Prayer is powerful. It can change the hearts of those who pray regularly. I'm talking about the individual that's doing the prayer. Not only can we change things in the world... But it changes that person. It draws us closer to God. You know, each of us may pray in a different way. It's not always going to sound the same. A lot of people have a very eloquent prayer life. Some of us stammer through it or stumble through it. But the important thing is we pray. Honestly and truthfully. From a pure heart. Some prayers are motivated by a need for help. Some are motivated motivated by healing. Some are out of a grateful heart. Some are the prayer of adoration, is what would be one of my topics today. Acknowledging how awesome, how wonderful, how powerful, how loving, how kind our God is. He is worthy of all praise, He is worthy of all honor. There are many faithful followers that we find in the Scriptures. Adam and Eve talked with God. Of course, they talked audibly with God. But still, were they communicating with God? That was prayer. Abraham, he prayed to God on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah. Did he not? Moses prayed often for help in leading those Israelites, and he needed it. Esther prayed and fasted and called on the people To fast and pray before she went before the king on behalf of her nation. Did she not pray? Yes, she did. So many wonderful examples. Daniel, we know, prayed for three weeks straight. But Michael the archangel was held up by the enemy. That spiritual battle. And I know that Daniel prayed when he was in the lion's den. I believe that would lead any of us to pray, wouldn't it? My friends, even Jesus, when He was on the earth in the flesh, often withdrew and prayed, sought the Father. Luke 5, 15 and 16 says, However, the report went around concerning Him all the more, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by Him of their infirmities. So He Himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. But did you catch why He drew into the wilderness and prayed? Because the people, multitudes, came to hear Him, to be taught by Him, to be healed by Him. He needed time, my friends, to reconnect with the Father. To be refilled. My friends, prayer to the believer is what gasoline is to your car. Do you get in your car and drive clean across the nation without stopping? You're not, it's not going to happen. You need to stop and be refilled, right? And your car needs to stop and be refilled, or you're not going to make it. It's the gas keeps your engine going. My friends, prayer is what keeps us going, keeps us refilled, keeps us refreshed. Does it not? That's what Jesus was doing. Father, fill me back up. I've gave all that I had for today. Fill me back up, Lord. Fill me back up, Father. You know, there are at least ten different types of prayer in the Bible. There's the prayer of adoration, the prayer of thanksgiving, the prayer of confession. There's a prayer of vows, that we make a vow before God that we will do this thing. There's the quiet reflection, the prayer of healing, prayer of deliverance and help, the prayer of transformation, the prayer of blessing. There's a prayer of intercession, that we intercede on behalf of others. I might cover two or three a week. I don't know. We'll see how how long I get. Oh my goodness. Where did time go? I just started. We're gonna be late today. (laughs) I want to begin with the prayer of adoration. Adoration is defined by a strong feeling of love or admiration. You know, we have people in this earth that we admire. Hopefully we admire our spouses. That we love them and we share our strong feeling of love and admiration towards them. Hopefully we have that same kind of strong feeling and love towards God. That we show our admiration towards Him. It needs to come from a place of genuine awe of who He is. The prayer of adoration adores God, my friends, for who He is. Not for what He does for us. Not for the many blessings He's given us. But because He is God. Because He is Creator. Because He is worthy. Worthy of all praise. And you know if you want to find prayers of adoration, where are you going to go? You're going to go to the Psalms. Psalms 148, 1-14. through Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you stars of light. Praise Him, you heavens of heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded and they were created. He also established them forever and ever. He made a decree which shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures in all the depths. So see, all that is created is to praise Him. Fire and hail, snow and clouds, stormy wind, fulfill His word. Mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is exalted. His glory is above the earth and the heavens. And he has exalted the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints. O the children of Israel, a people near to him, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He is worthy that all should praise him. 1 Chronicles 29, 11 through 13 says, The power and the glory, the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord and you are exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. You know, I found an example of some misguided adoration. I'm not going to kind of read the whole thing. There was a great literary, was considered great, many, many, many centuries ago, called Oscar Wilde. He was so beloved and admired by his fans that countless thousands and thousands of people would visit his tomb in Paris. But after decades and decades of any visitors coming, and they would actually go over and kiss his tomb. Kiss the tombstone. And it would get lipstick all over it. So through the centuries of the lipstick and having to clean it and more lipstick and having to clean it, it deteriorated the stone to the place where the officials at the cemetery said enough is enough. They closed it down for a while, but when they finally opened it back up, it was fully encased in plexiglass or glass so that they couldn't get over there and kiss it. And I know that there are many famous people or prominent people that... People adore, show their admiration to. But you know, many fail to show their admiration to God because they can't see Him. He's the invisible God, right? They fail to recognize Him as the Creator of all things, the Giver of life, the Sustainer of life, the One that is truly worthy of our adoration does not receive it by many. You know, if you ever find yourself in a place, a spiritually dry place, struggling with fears, struggling with uncertainty, wondering if God is even hearing your prayers, try offering up prayers of adoration. Prayers of adoration will make you renew your understanding of how awesome, how powerful, how mighty God is. When will begin to praise Him and adore Him, our fears can just melt away because our God is worth worthy. You know, just a very simple, sample prayer of adoration. Heavenly Father, I give you all the glory because you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You are worthy of all my praise and worship. And I'm filled with awe when I think about the great things that you have done on the earth. You are holy and righteous and you rule your people with justice. I praise you because you are faithful and true. And I know that I can always trust you. You know, your prayer might sound different. Be worded different. But let it be gratitude from the heart. That's the most important thing. I also want to talk about the prayer of thanksgiving. I have one minute, right? Even though there's a lot of similarities between a prayer of adoration and a prayer of thanksgiving, there is a difference. The adoration, as I've already said, is we are praising God for who He is. He is God, the Creator. Whereas in the prayer of thanksgiving, is we are thanking Him for what He has done and what He is doing. So there is a difference there. You know, our prayers of thanksgiving most likely are prompted by answered prayer or blessings or maybe deliverance. Deliverance from some sort of addiction or something that has troubled us. Or just blessings we share. We we are thankful to God. To be honest, someday we might be just thankful for another day of life, right? Thankful that I had the strength to get out of bed this morning and put my feet on the floor and walk. Be thankful for the little things. 1 Chronicles 16, 34 and 35 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Cry out, Save us, God our Savior. Gather us and deliver us from the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Hebrews also says, Hebrews 13, 15 and 16, Therefore by Him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. But do not forget to do good and to share For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. The fruit of our lips is to give thanks to His name. I found an illustration about thankfulness. And it's a little bit long, but it's quite interesting. It is thankfulness that prompted an old man to visit an old broken down pier on the eastern seacoast of Florida. Every Friday night until his death in 1973. He would return walking slowly and slightly stooped with a large bucket of shrimp. The seagulls would flock to this old man, and he would feed them from his bucket. Many years before, in October of 1942, Captain Eddie Rickenbacker was on a mission in a B-17 to deliver an important message to General Douglas MacArthur in New Guinea. But there was an unexpected detour which would hurl Captain Eddie into the most harrowing adventure of his life. Somewhere over the South Pacific, the flying fortress became lost beyond the reach of radio. Fuel ran dangerously low, so the men ditched their plane in the ocean. For nearly a month, Captain Eddie and his companions would fight the water, the weather, the scorching sun. They spent many sleepless nights recoiling as giant sharks rammed their craft. The largest raft was nine nine by five. The biggest shark was ten feet long. But of all their enemies at sea, one proved most formidable, starvation. Eight days out, their rations were long gone or destroyed by the salt water. It would take a miracle to sustain them. And a miracle occurred. In Captain Eddie's own words, Cherry, that was the B-17 pilot, Captain William Cherry read the service that afternoon and we finished with a prayer for deliverance and a hymn of praise. There was some talk but it tapered off in the oppressive heat. With my hat pulled down over my eyes to keep out some of the glare I dozed off, he says. Now this is still Captain Rickenbacker talking. Something landed on my head. I knew that it was a seagull. I didn't know how I knew, I just knew. Everyone else knew too. No one said a word, but peering out from under my brim, without moving my head, I could see the expression on their faces. They were staring at the seagull. The gull meant food, if I could catch it. And the rest, as they say, is history. Captain Eddie caught the gull. Its flesh was eaten. Its intestines were used for bait to catch fish. The survivors were sustained and their hopes renewed because of one lone seagull. Uncharacteristic, uncharacteristically, hundreds of miles from land, offered itself as a sacrifice. You know that Captain Eddie made it. And you know also that he never forgot, because every Friday evening about sunset, he would walk that long stretch on the eastern seacoast. And that white hair, bushy eyebrowed, slightly bent over man with his bucket of shrimp, would remember the seagulls and that day long gone by. And this story was shared by Paul Harvey. And now you know the rest of the story, right? Why he walked out there every night. Thankfulness. Thankfulness filled his heart. Colossians 1, 9-12 says, For this reason we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the lord fully pleasing him being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of god strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy giving thanks to the father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. And one last scripture, 2 Corinthians 4, 13-15, a New Living Translation. But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believe in God, so I spoke. We know that God who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. All of this is for your benefit, and as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving, and God will receive more and more glory. Back in 19, or 18, rather, back in 1857, America went through its worst depression prior to the Great Depression of the early 20th century. Millions of Americans were without work and seemingly without hope. Things were especially bad in the big cities. Jeremiah Lanfear was a lay missionary who worked for the North Dutch Reformed Church in New York City. In September of 1857, Lanfear invited businessmen all over New York to come to the North Dutch Church for one hour during their lunch break every Wednesday to do nothing but pray for revival. The lunch prayer meeting was so successful that by January of 1858, similar prayer meetings were being held in churches all over New York City. Some churches were even hosting daily prayer meetings during their lunch hour. The New York City prayer meetings inspired similar prayer movements in other cities all across the nation. By the time the revival ebbed in the fall of 1858, Around one million Americans had converted and joined churches. Almost all of them lived in cities. My friends, you want to know the power of prayer? I just shared it with you. We need to get serious about prayer. We want revival. How much time have we been dedicating to prayer? I'll answer for myself. Not enough. Because I'll stand here and be completely honest with you, not enough. If we want revival, it's going to begin on our knees. Maybe we need to establish a time of prayer, a set time of prayer. And maybe it will spread. Maybe it will spread all across this nation. But if we truly hope to have revival, if we truly hope that there will be more and more people glorifying God because they're converted, my friends, it's going to begin with prayer. Nowhere else. Because that's how we're going to connect with God. And pray that God's Spirit would move. That His power would move across this land. That hearts will be changed. The first heart might be ours to change, right? But that's how hearts are going to change. When we seek God. Seek His help. Seek His power. And we go to Him in prayer. Amen?